Welcome to the Gospel Project for Adults weekly leader training podcast. I'm Daniel Davis, the team leader for the Gospel Project for Adults. This week we are beginning a new unit titled, Without Faith, It is Impossible to Please God. So we will be looking at Unit 21, Session 1, titled, Rejection of the Messiah. But to back up for just a second, I don't know if you have noticed, though you probably have, each unit title is drawn from a phrase from Scripture used in the unit, and we use it to summarize the unit as a whole and to help emphasize the key doctrine that unifies the sessions included in the unit. In this case, the unit title, Without Faith It Is Impossible to Please God, is taken from a passage from the book of Hebrews that we will look at in the doctrine session at the end of the unit. And the key doctrine for the unit is on faith, which is addressed in each session, whether from a rejection of faith or a response from faith. I say this so you can see some of the intentionality behind the way we have framed our studies this cycle, but also so you can make the most of the sessions in this unit by drawing out the connections to faith so your group members can see what faith should and will not look like. For example, in this first session of the unit, faith will not look like driving Jesus to the edge of a hill with the intent of throwing him over the cliff, though that probably goes without saying. So back to focusing on Unit 21, Session 1. With a view toward presenting proof of Jesus' Messiahship to his initial reader, Theophilus, and to every subsequent reader, including us, Luke presented an orderly account of the life of Jesus through his Gospel. Filled with connections to the Old Testament, the Gospel of Luke recounts the power of Jesus, the Christ, and affirms the prophecies fulfilled in the events that unfolded throughout his life. Jesus began his public ministry in the insignificant village of Nazareth, his hometown. Here, an incredible moment occurred. Jesus attended a local synagogue service, as he had done many times before. But in this particular service, Jesus, the son of Mary and Joseph, would claim to be the long-awaited Savior and turn this small town on its head. Likely surrounded by acquaintances, friends, and even family members, Jesus announced that He is the long-awaited Messiah who came to bring good news to all people. And He did so by saying a passage of Scripture was fulfilled in their hearing as they sat in the synagogue in Nazareth. In point one, we see that Jesus is the Messiah bringing good news to Israel. While in His hometown of Nazareth, Jesus entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and was given a scroll from the prophet Isaiah from which to read. The text in Luke 4 says Jesus found a certain place in the scroll, and then proceeded to read from what we know as Isaiah 61, verses 1 and 2. There weren't chapter and verse numbers at the time, but Jesus knew what He was looking for. After reading about the Holy Spirit's anointing and presence with the foretold Messiah to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free the oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, Jesus sat down and made this comment about what He had just read from God's Word. Today as you listen, this scripture has been fulfilled. Jesus was saying before a crowd of people who likely knew Him, who knew His parents, and who had seen Him grow up, that these 700-year-old words were written by the prophet Isaiah with Jesus as their fulfillment. 
Jesus clearly claimed to be the Messiah, the Christ, who came to bring good news to his people Israel. And the people of Nazareth had a front row seat to this wondrous announcement. But how would they respond? That was a vital question for Nazareth, and it is a vital question for us, both personally and as a part of our evangelism. In point two, we see that Jesus is the prophet bringing grace to the world. Notice the subtle shift between the headings of the previous point and this one. In point one, we hear about good news for Israel, but here we see Jesus bringing grace to the world. And that difference would make all the difference in the world for how the people of Nazareth would respond to Jesus' proclamation. Jesus saw the hearts of the people of his hometown, and he knew they would want a sign to see a miracle as proof of his claim, just as he had done nearby Capernaum. Yet this was not a desire born of faith, but of unbelief. And Jesus got right to the heart of the issue. First, Jesus stated a general truth that no prophet is accepted in his hometown. And that's probably true because prophets of God typically came with words of confrontation and warning. It is hard to hear an authoritative word of correction from someone you are familiar with. Second, Jesus pointed to two Old Testament scenes to justify his point. In the first, during a famine, Elijah was sent by God to a widow in the Gentile city of Zarephath in Sidon outside of Israel. There, Elijah miraculously provided for this widow. In the second scene, Elisha healed a leper, but not one from Israel, one from their enemy, Syria or Aram. Both the widow of Zarephath and Naaman the Syrian exhibited saving faith through their faith-filled actions, while presumably the people of Israel were living out their unbelief under the reign of their wicked kings. Those who believe in Jesus heed His correction and recognize His wisdom in the way He acts, or in this case, in the way He chooses not to act. Someone with faith would humbly accept Jesus' words and decisions as good and true. But the people of Nazareth revealed themselves to be just the kind of people Jesus had challenged, as we will see in the next point. In point three, we see that Jesus is the Son experiencing rejection by His own. Again, people of faith respond to Jesus with humility and obedience, but people of unbelief respond with pride and rejection. After Jesus highlighted the mercy and grace shown to people of faith outside of Israel, which stood as an indictment against the people of Israel, the Jews of Nazareth became enraged to the point of trying to kill Jesus by throwing Him off of a cliff. In their rejection of Jesus, the people showed themselves to be marked by the sin of unbelief. But as John's Gospel so often puts it, this was not Jesus' hour. It was not yet time for Jesus to lay down His life, so He passed right through the crowd and went on His way. Presumably, this was a miraculous feat, but the main idea to take away is that God's plan cannot be thwarted. Though the people sought the death of Jesus in Nazareth, God's will was for Jesus to lay down His life on a cross in Jerusalem at the appointed time for the salvation of all who come to faith in Him, whether they be Jews or Gentiles. God's plan of salvation involved the nation of Israel. 
but it was not restricted to them. Jesus would be rejected by His own, ultimately resulting in the cross, the means by which Jesus fulfilled God's plan. But all who trust in Jesus, Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, are graciously forgiven and accepted by the Father as His adopted children, fully known and fully loved. Because we believers are no longer estranged from God, but are now accepted by Him through Christ, we should seek to live in peace with all, forgiving greatly as we have been forgiven, and sharing the good news of Jesus with the world, so they too may find faith and forgiveness in Christ. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Adults. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.